Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Football Social Daily. Welcome to Friday's Football Social Daily, where we're on the cusp of another gargantuan game week in the Premier League, especially in the relegation shakeup. The Premier League's two bottom sides do battle, both with new managers and both knowing a win could take them above the dotted line. Leeds United versus Southampton at Ellen Road feels massive, but with so much on the line, how will either boss navigate it? West Ham are also having a wretched campaign. They complete the bottom three and welcome a refreshed, rejuvenated Nottingham Forest to East London. The last time the Hammers were informed this bad, they were relegated. And of course, two top flight teams tussle at Wembley on Sunday. Newcastle United versus Manchester United, who will scoop the first silverware of the season in the Carabao Cup final. This is your Friday Fast 3 on FSD. Three games, three pundits and just a handful of minutes to go through it all. My name's Niall and it's a good job joining me today. We do have equal representation from either side of Sunday's showpiece. Newcastle fan Marley and Man United fan Joel. Hello, lads. Good morning. Morning. It's finally close to the bet being. Um, it's finally close to the bet being closed off. If everyone remembers the uh, one that Jim put towards me around a month ago, it's come around finally. If you haven't been listening to Football Social Daily over the last few weeks, Jim is our resident West Ham fan, and randomly out of the blue on one of the podcasts recently, he decided to bet with Joel that Newcastle United would win a trophy sooner than Manchester United. Since that bet was made, Manchester United have been on a remarkable run. And as of last night, when they beat Barcelona, have now won more matches this season in all competitions than any other club in Europe's top five leagues. We will settle that bet on Sunday. The uh, the winner will need to donate some money to charity. So we will make sure that we do that here at Football Social Daily. But before we get on to the weekend's Carabao Cup final, let's talk about the Premier League matches of significance that are happening over Saturday and Sunday. There is indeed a game tonight, but we're not going to focus on that. We're going to talk about Leeds against Southampton, which happens on Saturday afternoon. These are the two bottom clubs in the Premier League. 
a six-pointer, if ever there was one, leads under new management as they've appointed former Watford boss Javi Grazia. How do you see that appointment, Marley, for Leeds United going into what is no doubt probably the biggest game of their season so far? I, for some reason, I, I don't like it. I don't think it's going to um, bring them what they need. Um, I don't know... I don't know who was right for, for for Leeds to be honest. I think they they don't tend to make the um the normal appointment at any point, Leeds. They they tend to be a bit random with the with the choices. Um, obviously Bielsa worked out massively, that's I'd argue that's the one they've got right in recent years. But if you look at um you know, the names that were out there, there wasn't there wasn't an obvious candidate. And then Javi Gracia came from Totally like left field, you know. Everyone had forgotten about him. He's one of those many, many Watford managers that you kind of forget about. But he did take them to a to an FA Cup final where they got trounced six uh, one by six nil by Man City. So he got them there, and that's 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 nice, kind of. But you know, it's a it's a different kettle of fish at Leeds. You know, you've got you've got to hit the ground running. Um, straight away, I think they appointed him about five or six days ago, and they're still waiting on his work permit coming through. They don't even know if he's going to be in the dugout um, when the when the game kicks off because there's loads of red tape you've got to jump through now, uh, thanks to Brexit of work permits and, and licenses and the right paperwork and that sort of stuff. So, is he even going to be there? We don't even know. So, you know, Southampton have appointed uh, Ruben Sellers this morning, um, and. One thing we do know about him is he already works here, so he'll at least be able to get his message across um, on the training pitch all for the last few weeks because he's always, he's always been part of Southampton's setup. So they've probably got the the upper hand straight away, uh, and they're coming off the back of a, a good win over Chelsea, um, where confidence is starting to be put back into that side now. So Javi Grazia in at Leeds and Marley's right, Southampton just this morning have appointed assistant coach who was in caretaker charge, Ruben Seles, until the end of the season. I wonder whether this was a, a choice from Southampton, Joel, or just merely a circumstance of the situation they're in. I think he made it pretty clear he wanted the job in the interviews he was given. He was even dressing like a manager, blazers and turtlenecks rather than the usual tracksuit you see from a temporary boss. But he's never managed a men's team before. This is his first stab and he's now managing a Premier League team at the bottom of the table. So how do you see this one going? Yeah, first and foremost, it seems like the turtleneck and blazers, the (laughs) go-to outfit is strange. Um, I think this one, I think, is very, very much circumstantial because if Southampton would have got smashed at Stamford Bridge just gone by, I think that it would have been a very different story in terms of how quickly Southampton went about appointing him. Um, I mean, I don't know how hard it is or how much you can look into beating Chelsea at the moment. It just seems like they're so susceptible to any kind of result at the moment that it's hard to understand whether it is actually a good result. But when you see that Nathan Jones prior to that was losing seven out of the last eight games just before he got dismissed, I mean, it's just an excellent confidence boost. And I think it just shows to the owners as well that um, the players are clearly showing a bit of reaction following Nathan Jones's um, departure. Maybe it was a little bit of Poor, like really bad negativity around the squad and it just needed that lift again um, and we know how good the new manager bounce is I'm sure that Southampton are just hoping that the new manager bounce doesn't run off after just one game because now he's been uh, hired till the end of the season but this one I think is really vital just especially for um, Sellers coming into the next game as we know they're um, 
when they play against Leeds, they're the team that are just above them as well. So it counts even more. It's almost like a six-pointer for them. And if they can get back-to-back victories, which I think is the first time uh, since the start of the season, it could completely elevate their whole campaign and change it um, 180 degrees. So... This is a big one, I think, for both new managers. It's a very, it's a very interesting and almost poetic storyline how two new managers are now facing off, and they're the both worst teams in the league. Um, so it's, I think it's going to be a very, almost like liberal game where both teams have got shackles off them now. They've got new managers, new identity, and a new way of probably playing. Probably new players will come into the fix as well, which have been um, in the sidelines over the last few months. So it's going to be, I think a pretty competitive and probably I reckon a bit more of a higher quality game to be honest you're bang on Southampton bottom on 18 Leeds 19th just one place and one point above them on 19 points marginally better form for Southampton how big is this game big that's it <laughs> it's, a, it's a big game um, you've got to beat the teams around you all the other cliches you know you've got to you've got to win these six pointers because they're huge Um and you know, with with Leeds struggling and sort of some some weeks they play well and don't get the result, and Southampton have they've got a bit about bit of that about them as well. Um, you know, the, the the level of play doesn't quite reflect their league position, but you know, it's it's all about results, and you've got to start grinding stuff out and have a bit of steel about you if you are going to mount any sort of survival challenge, but. You know, asking a, a new guy to learn on the job is um, is a big risk. But when you're at the bottom, I think you do have to take a few risks. Well, who will be taking the risks this weekend in the Premier League? We will find out. Uh, Ellen Road, three o'clock on Saturday. If Leeds win, they're out of the bottom three. If Southampton win, they're out of danger. A draw and both sides stay in. Massive one at the bottom and an equally big game for West Ham United, who welcome Nottingham Forest to the London Stadium. West Ham, the other club in the bottom three, they offered very little for me against Tottenham last Sunday afternoon. I saw a graphic earlier this week, Joel, that showed that the Hammers are in the same form at this point of the season as they were in 2011 when they got relegated under the stewardship of Avram Grant. And I know that there are a lot of West Ham fans that don't look very fondly upon Avram Grant as a manager. Home game against Forest, just how important is this for them? I think it's massive just in terms of a confidence booster because I know they've had a really tough run of the last three fixtures. Obviously, they drew against Newcastle, drew against Chelsea, then they got beat by Tottenham. Um, These are games where maybe last season you would have thought they would have been a bit of a thorn in the rose for the likes of Tottenham and the likes of Chelsea but now West Ham have just lost that grit that they had last season and just that difficult play that everyone used to be kind of known towards them um, towards how well they finished last year but coming up against Nottingham Forest again they're a side now who are suddenly becoming that team that nobody is really wanting to face especially at their own ground because as we've seen you know they got a really good one-all draw against Manchester City uh, in the last fixture and then when you look at West Ham's league position in 18th position at the moment, it's just, I'm completely stunned at just how polar opposite this season is for them. Because last year, they obviously nearly, well, they were rivaling for the Champions League spaces. And they had a really good European run. And even though they spent £150 million, they found themselves 
completely worse off and I can't even exaggerate how worse off they actually are. You just need to look at the league table at the moment. Every single statistic that you look at, they're so worse off. Uh, and that's despite the fact of going for really big European players like Luca Paqueta um, and so many others who they spend big money on and just not got anything out of them. And I'm wondering how much life David Moyes has left in that role because if they don't get another result and they've got some tough fixtures coming up as well, um, when you look at obviously you've got the uh, FA Cup clash against Manchester United followed by an away game against Brighton which is never easy for any team uh, Manchester City coming up shortly after that I mean I'm really interested to see the resolve of the West Ham owners because he's almost a bit of a long-serving manager there now relatively speaking um, and they've been very very steady and they've obviously had a lot of progression but this year um, I think it's realistic to say that they have massive danger of potentially going down and that's something that I don't know how long is going to take for the owners to switch. When you look at the bottom of the table, we've just discussed Southampton against Leeds. The ideal result for West Ham is, of course, for them to win their game against Forest, but for Leeds and Southampton to draw, Bournemouth welcome Manchester City at home. So that's kind of the immediate shake-up in terms of the bottom four teams. If West Ham lose and one of either Leeds or Southampton beat the other, that drags the Hammers further into trouble. And therefore, you'd imagine that questions will start to be asked of David Moyes and his future, surely. Yeah, I think I've, um, the, the rumours sort of went away a little bit. They were they were really heavy a few weeks ago, um, going into the, the period where David Gold died. Um, and they were talking about, you know, he's, he's on borrowed time type of thing. And I think he won. He won the game after that. He won the, the I can't remember who they played, but it was the... the Game where they give the, uh, the, the 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 memorial for David Moyes and uh, for David Gold, sorry, uh, and they looked uh, they looked all right in that game, but I don't think they've won since. Um, so it's it's it sort of came back around again, and I've I've seen a couple of, of people saying like if they don't beat if they don't win this weekend, it's uh, it's curtains for him, and I don't think you can really argue. I think if they go second bottom, and you know Southampton or um, Leeds go above them. It's just like West Ham shouldn't be in the relegation zone. Of course they shouldn't. You've seen the talent they've got in that side. It's it's there. It's just not like sort of manufacturing itself into a team that's winning games. So you know, could another, could another manager come in and do and win games? Like yeah, they could. Um, and that's what will be on their mind. You know, I think that whether who they go for after that, I have no idea. There's talk of Pochettino, which is premature for me because he'll, he'll go back me. to Spurs in the summer. Yeah, impossible. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it looks pretty bleak for him. Uh, it's a mm. bit of a must-win, I, I would say. On the flip side, Joel Steve Cooper was really struggling at Nottingham Forest at the start of the season. Shocking start, but they're playing better. They've made some. Uh, additions to the squad the ownership have kept faith with the manager and now they're five points above the relegation zone and another three will get them closer to mid-table do you think that they are now almost out of the woods and clear of the danger yes it's funny because you know at the start of the season like you mentioned when they were having that really difficult run of form obviously they'd sign what was it 21 22 players everyone and I think every single person was almost raising an eyebrow eyebrow at that strategy and thinking it can never work you can never galvanize and make a cohesive side out of a, a double squad you know 11 players plus another 11 players it just felt like it was too much and now it seems like obviously 
they've played 23 games. It's like he knows exactly what, what his first 11 is at the moment, and I've been really impressed with a number of them, um, especially when you look at the league form at the moment and you're taking points off a lot of big sides, especially that City game, like I mentioned. I think it's just massively impressive, and considering the fact that the owner gave him a new contract while they were, I think, bottom of the league for a good amount of time, again, that was another decision that really raised eyebrows with everyone thinking are you going to stick with him even if you go to the bottom of the league you know come this time right now and clearly it shows that they have a vision they have something that they needed to do and they needed to make all those signings but I think one player that I've been massively uh, impressed with is Gibbs White and I know they paid a massive fee for him coming from Wolves and again that was another transfer that raised a big amount of questions but I think he's really become a catalyst for them and uh, going into this. There's the timer. Added time. I go in. <laughs> no added time. No added time. I might just bleep <laughs> that whole thing that Joel's just said. So uh, if you are listening to the joy, podcast and you just heard a massive bleep, it wasn't Joel swearing. It was just me abiding by the rules. Now that's it for the Premier League fixtures we're going to look ahead to this weekend. There aren't as many as there normally are in the top flight, of course, because there are a number of teams trying to catch up with matches. There's FA Cup next week in the middle of the week. And then, of course, there's a Carabao Cup final on Sunday, which we'll come on to very, very shortly. There is a game tonight, Fulham against Wolves at Craven Cottage. That's eight o'clock this evening. Some of the other games we haven't discussed, Everton, Villa, Leicester, Arsenal in a big game for Arsenal in the title race. Bournemouth, Man City and Crystal Palace against Liverpool, who are, of course, humbled by Real Madrid in the Champions League on Tuesday. And Sunday, the only game is at half past one. Very strange kickoff time. Spurs against Chelsea. I think that's just to coincide with what we're going to talk about now. The first silverware, the first major trophy of the season in English football, the Carabao Cup final. Big day at Wembley set for these two teams, Manchester United and Newcastle United. Now, Thursday against Barcelona, Manchester United picked up a really important win, significant win to get them through to the next stage of the Europa League. A comeback victory. Old Trafford was absolutely bouncing. Does that change anything heading into this cup final, Marley? Do you think that that gives Manchester United added momentum? We've spoken on the podcast already this week about how you were ideally hoping that it was emotionally draining and went the full distance, penalties, extra time and all of that stuff. In the end, it's probably worked out in the worst possible way for you as a Newcastle fan, has it? Um, to be honest, I was excited last night when they got the equaliser. Um, I thought, this is this is going to extra time. This is No one's going to win this. And then, uh, you know, Anthony comes up with a, with a hell of a finish for the um, for the goal to make it 2-1. But How good yeah. was Fred, by the way? I thought he was brilliant. Uh, I didn't watch the full game. but he, he had, Second half. All right. <laughs> he had one of those rare games where he looks like a world beater. And then he, well, that means now we'll play crap for the next five. So happy days. Hopefully that starts on Sunday. Um, but no, he's... Um, He's, he's, I think he is benefiting from from the tactics of of Ten Hag, you know, having a, an actual role in the team, Fred, um, that he has to do, like, a, you know, doing a bit of the dirty work, but getting involved. He's, he's technically a pretty good player, um, you know, with the ball at his feet. He just sometimes makes bad choices, but that's uh, that's one for another another time, I would say. But it's um. It, I mean, it does make them slight favourites, I suppose, for Sunday. <laughs> Beating Barcelona on Thursday is kind of a uh, uh, something that will give you even more belief if you needed it before. I think they were always going to start as favourites with the experience of, of being in finals and, and the role they've been on. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that 
that Rashford um, on his Instagram story this morning put that he, he was injured. Um, he had a, a foot injury or something. So I'm hoping that doesn't get better in time for Sunday because I'll take a win by any means necessary. And if that means your red hot striker isn't playing, mm-hmm. then bring it on. Yeah, there was a point yesterday when Casemiro was down as well and I was thinking of you Marley and I was thinking I bet Marley's rubbing his hands together at this but what I thought was interesting is a lot of the narrative before this final has been about the fact Nick Pope can't play and I didn't say this on the podcast yesterday but it was getting on my nerves I remember saying to you boys in the office it just seems to be all the talk and all of the interviews with all of the Newcastle players has been about Nick Pope and the fact that he isn't playing I think they just need to move past it I'm sure they have internally in Newcastle but there seems to be a lot of media talk and hype over the fact that Loris Karius is going to play in goal for Newcastle on Sunday we think Joel do you think that might have an impact, all of the noise around it? It would have been much better for Loris Karius if Nick Pope had got injured a couple of games ago and everyone would have just been able to get over it. Well, I think there'll be a lot more long shots going in at him, um, judging from that Champions League final where he literally spilled absolutely everything against Real Madrid. Um, I mean, I think Ten Hag's going to approach it the exact same way. It doesn't really matter about goalkeepers. Of course, they'll know that Carrius has his weaknesses and they'll for sure try and exploit them. They know that he can have really difficult... He has difficulty, you know, with long-range shots or uh, pressure. So it'll be interesting to see. But, I mean, not a lot of changes, to be honest. If it was an outfield player, let's say it was, you know, Bruno Gamara's you couldn't play, then, of course, the game plan may change slightly. But I think going into it for both teams, I think more so for Newcastle, there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors going on um, in terms of, you know, like Marley just said, Rashford, I doubt he's done that uh, as if to say he's not playing. It'll 100% be something to just plant a seed in the uh, Newcastle fan base if to think there's a chance now on that uh, on that left channel. But um, let Trippier sleep better at night for the next two nights. But no, there's, I think it's just going to be, a, regardless of us beating Barcelona, make no mistake, it's going to be a really high quality and very close game. I don't think it's going to be just a case of, oh, because we beat Barcelona, the best team in Spain, it means that we suddenly go into it as absolutely tip-top favourites because, you know, let's not forget, there's a lot on the line for Newcastle as well a hell of a lot of incentive going into it uh, and cup fight it, t- it tends to be in cup finals that your form completely goes out of the window you can be the best team in the world going into a cup final but the other team just really has a perfect game plan and dr- grind you out more so I'm going into it with an open mind but also knowing that you know La Liga is really <laughs> on his last legs if that's the best they have to offer. Yeah, it almost feels that that Barcelona game was bigger in a, in a way than the Carabao final for Manchester United, but all steam ahead, I'm sure, from Eric Ten Hag into that game. What about Eddie Howe and how he manages his players, Marley? What about how he might try and get past Manchester United and, and pull off the victory? Because there's not that many players in the Newcastle side who are experienced at winning trophies and experienced in playing in these massive games. Is that a concern for you at all? Uh, it is a little bit, yeah, because you don't know how you're going to react to, you know, the big stage and, you know, the, a big game where there's a trophy on the line because, you know, I can't think of many Newcastle players that have been in a game. I mean, I know it's only the Carabao Cup, but to say a game as big as this, is, you know, there's not much experience. There's only Trippier that's been to... Champions League final and won La Liga and, and things like that and, and and even Wembley as well you know there can't be many players in the Newcastle side Trippier will be one with England and maybe a couple playing against Spurs when they played there but even playing at Wembley will be you know a bit of a an eye-opener for some of the players yeah it will it would be a, a new experience for for most 
of our team, you know. Um, that's a, that's a challenge. I think we've just got to settle down as quickly as possible because I think, you know, I think we've we've made good starts in Premier League games recently, like high high intensity and sort of caught uh, caught teams relatively quickly um, and controlled the first part of the game. But whether that'll happen or not, it should happen at Wembley because of the um, the Man United not being as fresh as us. However the nerves will probably offset that and you probably won't see that. Um, so it's just, it's on a knife edge really, but we'll have to see what happens. We will indeed. Newcastle United versus Manchester United. Carabao Cup final at Wembley. I think this is the first time ever in the three or four years we've been doing Football Social Daily that two people's teams that feature on the podcast are competing against each other in a cup final. I don't think that's happened yet. Um, on the podcast actually so this will be interesting to see how it goes any final words any fighting talk I was just going to say to Newcastle fans enjoy your cup final because it always is against Manchester United isn't it so at least they actually get the cup final this time Uh, it's going to be fun uh, listening to 90 minutes of uh, cheer up Alan Shearer at a slightly different uh, venue this time because it's all you talk about whenever Newcastle play they were singing it last night Marley against Barcelona (laughs) why? bizarre fan base because we'd absolutely wipe the floor with them we're done we're done with Barcelona we're already focusing on the next one sure on Monday sure. Oh, by, by the way as a, as a bottom line on Monday whatever happens if we lose I'm going to be ill and I'm sure if uh, Newcastle lose Marley will be ill on Monday when we come in Marley will be more real if Newcastle win I promise you <laughs> oh, yeah. he won't be in regardless <laughs> we'll have to find him somewhere we'll have to find him put a tracking tag on him to make sure that he's safe and well on Sunday afternoon stick one of them air, them Apple Air tags in my pocket just to uh, just, just track me down on the iPhone <laughs> yeah. alright that's it for Football Social Daily today that was Friday's Fast 3 looking ahead to the weekend's Premier League action and of course that big Carabao Cup final at Wembley we will be back on Monday looking back at that final and of course all of the weekend's top flight matches that is it from myself Joel and Marley have a great weekend we'll see you soon on FSD Football Social Daily is a voice work sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.